Shalom, greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank God for this evening coming together for our Bible study in Crisco City Church in Kitisuru. This is our third day studying the book of John, the Gospel according to John. And I welcome all of you. Let us prepare our hearts, get ready so that we can begin. Shall we pray? Our Father God, we thank you for your love, for caring for us, O God. Thank you for protecting us through the day and all the days of our lives. We've seen your mercies and your grace. Thank you for bringing us to this time of the evening that we can gather together and share the learning that is so valuable for our lives, studying your word. We pray, O oh Lord, for the spirit of concentration, the spirit of understanding. And Lord, lead and guide us by your Holy Spirit in this, that we shall come out of here with the knowledge that you would have us have. Lord, that your word will dwell in us richly, and we shall live by it. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Welcome again. Uh, here we are. My name is Mr. Zeji, and the Lord Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. He has called me to serve him in Crisco City Church in Kitisuru, and I'm happy to be among the brethren fellowshipping together. We did last week the second uh, class, if you want to call it, second class uh, of the study of the book of John. The gospel according to John and we are moving on from where we left we did look at the scriptures in chapter 1 verses up to 5 and we said we were looking at the incarnation of Christ the incarnation of Christ and we saw how in John 1, 1, John recorded that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 3, verse 2, he says, the same was there from the beginning. Verse 3, he says, that all things were made through him, and there was nothing that was made that was not made through him. And so the Word was there from the beginning. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we saw that the rest of... Um, the incarnation bit or teaching from the writing of John runs from verse 1 to verse 18. John 1, verse 1 to 18, all brings out the incarnation of Jesus Christ. There is the pre-incarnation and all that uh, is entailed in the study of this book, the book of John. We see uh, how Jesus was the light in verse 4. He was the light. In him was life, and life was the light of men. Being the creator, through him all things were made. He was the light, and in him was life. So in him was life, and life, life was the light of men. We will do a lot of uh, not taking taking notes that is because this is a longer a longer book 
many chapters and we are going to uh, have rich studies, rich reading of scriptures during our small Bible study groups. Uh, this is good exercise for us. I uh, hope you are excited about this. Praise the Lord. From what we have learned so far, and as we're moving on, we are able to relate well with the Old Testament scriptures when we read that the word of the Lord came to the prophets. The word of the Lord came to the prophets. Now, when we see uh, this phrase, that the word of the Lord came, the word of the Lord coming means that word that was there from the beginning, that word that was with God, that word that was God coming to the prophets. The word of the Lord came to me saying, an example is Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. I say that we are relating well uh, through other books of the Bible, from Old Testament to New Testament. So here we are. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 and 4 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying... In other words, the word of the Lord speaks. It was the word that was speaking. The word of the Lord came to me saying. And so the prophets heard what God was saying and they spoke what the Lord said. They heard what God said and they spoke what God said. And we've seen that the word was God. God the Son who came in human form, born of a woman, According to the scriptures in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, when the fullness of time had come, he was born. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is the word that speaks. He is the word that works. He is the word that heals. He is the word that saves. He is the word that gives light. He is the word that is life to them that receive him. Blessed be his name. Another scripture, uh, just to mention a few from the Old Testament, is Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. Uh, these are scriptures that we've read many times, but it's good to just make a reference. And of course, you will read uh, in details later. But here we see how uh, the Bible talks about um, the rain and the snow coming down from heaven and not returning there without uh, watering the earth. The rain waters the earth. And so it gives life to the plants. It gives life to the trees. It gives life to the grass. It gives life to every living plant, every plant that grows, germinates and grows from the ground. The rain comes and wets the earth. It doesn't go back void, doesn't go having done nothing, having accomplished nothing. It accomplishes the reason why it fell on the ground. Now, here, in this verse, uh, this, this chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 10 and 11, we see that bit that says, the way the rain and the snow come down and wet the earth, so will my word B, which goes forth from my mouth, 
it will not return to me empty. The other versions say it will not return to me void. It will not return to me without accomplishing what I sent it for. The word of the Lord, the word of God. Every word that comes from the mouth of God accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. The word that was there in the beginning, the word that was with God, the word that becomes he and becomes him. The word is not it. This that we are reading and studying about is the word that is he or him. In other words, this is God, God the Son. Not mere word, not mere spoken word, not all words. The word of God that was there in the beginning. So will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. Jesus said, we saw that, we referred to that last time, but Jesus said to the tempter, Satan, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Because that is where there is life. That's where there is life. The word has life. In him was life. And life was the light of men. That word is Jesus. John chapter 4, verse 34. I'm reading or referring to all these scriptures uh, through the version I call King James, New King James, the New King James version. And Jesus in John chapter 4 verse 34, he says to his disciples, uh, you read the whole of that chapter or read from previous verses and get the story. He was doing his father's will and his disciples came to him wondering why is he not coming to eat the meal? And so Jesus answers in John 4, 34. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Who sent him? God the Father with whom he was, with whom he is co-creator. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My word will not return to me without accomplishing what I sent it for. We've seen that in Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. And here, Jesus, the word, is saying his will, his food, his pleasure, his satisfaction comes from doing the will of him who sent him and to finish it, to finish the work. We see also in Psalm uh, chapter 107, verses 19 and 20, how God sent his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word. The word that he sent healed them and delivered them from their destruction when they cried to the Lord. Life is in this word the Son of God, God the Son. He heals. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in Psalms 56 verses 4 and 10, 
verses 4, verse 10, and verse 11, we see how the Word is working, how the Word is life, and see the end. Just look at the end of uh, verse 13 of Psalm 56. Psalms 56 and verse 13, the end of it. Look at the end of it. Psalms 56 verse 13, he says, for you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. That I may walk before God in the light of life. Doesn't that remind us? The light of life, light and life. John 1, 4, in him was life. And life was the light of men. So here, the talk about walking before God in the light of life, that is walking or living by his word. God, the Son, in him was life. Life was the light of men. In Exodus chapter 4 and verse 12, the Lord God told Moses, now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. I will be with your mouth. What was Moses going to do with his mouth? Talk. He was going to talk. He was going to speak. He was going to say words. And God was going to be with his mouth. In other words, God was going to be his mouthpiece. God was going to um, put words in his mouth. God was going to speak through him. I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. May God be our mouthpiece. May God speak through us. May we desire to speak as God speaks. That our words, the words that we speak, will not be our own, but the words with power from God. Power to set free, power to heal, power to save power to love, power to encourage, power to bring back hope to our hearers, our listeners. May we be people who give advices that are from God, bringing life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We see um, about the forerunner of Christ, that is the, uh, the Baptist, John the Baptist. You will read these scriptures later. John chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, we see about, we read about the Baptist John who announced and, and, and told the people to prepare the way of the Lord. And when he was asked who he was, he said, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Read through John 1, verses 9 to 11, we see the rejection of Christ. The rejection of Christ did not come about or start later in his life in the ministry only, not by the time he was being crucified. No, it started right on the start when he came. The Bible says he came to his own, and his own received him not. That is verse 11, John chapter 1. He came to his own. His own because he created them. His own because... It was through him that they were created. The Bible says without him nothing was created, nothing was made. So they are his own. We are his own. He came 
but he was rejected. He was not accepted. Verse 12 tells us what happens to those that accepted him. Not all rejected him, but some accepted him. So those who accepted him, verse 12, we are told, to them he gave the power to become the children of God. Verse 13 says, he, the Lord Jesus, he who are born, the people that believe in him are given the power, the right to become the children of God, born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus, Jesus' birth was by the will of God. As we read this, as we study this, let us bear in mind that John wrote his book after the other three Gospels were written. That is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so please read, read these other Gospels because there's a lot that is borrowed from there and there's a lot also that John assumes that we are familiar with, like the birth of Jesus Christ, which is found in the other Gospels, see it in Luke and, and, and the others. And so here John is saying that Jesus was born not after the will of man. The angel of the Lord came and said to Mary that he that you will bring forth will be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And the angel said, this is of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God who will come upon you and you will bear a child. So it's the Spirit of God, not the will of man, not the purposes, not the plan, not the way of man. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We will move a little bit faster, but please um, just pay attention. This is nice. It's a lot of personal reading at home, which we will do. As I said before, that John is writing with the idea in his mind that we have read or we will read the other Gospels, and so we get the other information about Jesus, the other information that goes with what he's writing from the other Gospels, that is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I mentioned one of them is the birth of Jesus Christ, which John assumes that we have read or we will read in the other Gospels. Who is John the Baptist? I already said that he announced and he introduced himself as the voice. John the Baptist was born to a priest by name Zacharias and his mother was Elizabeth. The angel came and said to Zechariah in Luke chapter 1 verse 13. Luke chapter 1 and verse 13. The angel came and spoke to Zechariah saying, your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. Remember, when the angel came to Mary, the angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will bear a son 
and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. The angel told Mary the name of that which she was going to bear. Here, for Elizabeth, also, the angel is saying to her, saying to Zacharias, the father, that his prayers were heard, and his wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and they would call his name John. He was baptized, or he, sorry, he was baptizing people, and that's why he's called John the Baptist. The Jews called him the Baptist because he was baptizing people in River Jordan as they repented of their sins. He was telling them, repent you, repent you, turn away from your wicked ways. As he confessed to them the power of him that was coming, they asked him who he was. They asked him, they wanted to know, was he Elijah, if he was not the Messiah himself, the Christ? John said, I am not the Christ. I am not Elijah either. I am not the prophet. No. He introduced himself as the voice crying in the wilderness. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, we read how God used Moses to deliver the Jews from bondage in Egypt. God used Moses to deliver the Jews from the bondage in Egypt. And Moses was prophesying about the one who would deliver them from their bondage to sin. Here we see that even after the deliverance from the bondage in Egypt, sin still prevailed in their lives. They were delivered from the bondage in Egypt, Moses walked with them, crossed the Red Sea. We saw such miracles that God performed, abiding the waters and God feeding them in wilderness, manna from above. God used Moses to deliver them from that bondage in Egypt, but Moses talked about one who would come to deliver them from their bondage to sin. And this is Jesus. This is Jesus. John chapter 1, 23. When John had introduced himself as a mere voice, saying, prepare you the way of the Lord, he said, as Isaiah prophesied, as Isaiah said. When he was talking about preparing the way, let us picture that. When a king troubled, a herald ran ahead of him to clear the path and to prepare the people to welcome the coming king. Not like motorcycle policemen with lights flashing and sirens on riding ahead of the presidential motorcade in our land today. 
John is identifying himself as that herald for the coming Lord. See that in John chapter 1 verse 23. He is preparing the way of the Lord. This was his God-given role that the angel announced to his father before John was even born. We see this in Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1 verse 17. Here it is. Also he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Luke chapter 1 verse 17. I'm reading that from Luke chapter 1 verse 17. And so I said that as we read and study this rich, rich knowledge, these messages, this learning that we are getting from the book of John, we interact and refer to the other books of the Bible and we can see quite a bit of it in the Old Testament from the prophecies that were before the birth of Jesus Christ. We would want to ask ourselves why John referred to Jesus as the Lamb of God. Why would he, why did he refer to Jesus as the Lamb of God? Throughout the Old Testament, Lamb without blemish in Exodus chapter 12 verse 5, Lamb without blemish was the animal God designated to be sacrificed for the sins of his people as a prophetic symbol of the Lamb without sin whom God would provide for himself. And see Genesis, refer to Genesis chapter 22 and verse 8, Genesis 22 verse 8, to pay the death penalty due for sinners who then can be spared. Such sinners could be spared. So John is referring to Jesus as the Lamb of God. In other words, this is not like the Lamb that was used, not like the Lamb that we read about in the Old Testament, the one that was slaughtered. This is God. This is the Son of God. This is God, the Son, the Lamb without blemish. Christ, one without sin. This is the Lamb of God. John is referring to him like so. That he will provide for himself. So God has sent his own. This is who, in John chapter 1 verse 30, he says, this is who I told you. This is the one I talked to you about that after me comes a man who ranks higher than me because he was before me. He was before me. In other words, he was there before me. And then one would wonder, Jesus and John the Baptist, who was born first? And the answer is that John was born before the birth of Jesus. You know, at Christmas time, we sing choruses, songs like in Bethlehem, born is a king, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. Now, that time that Jesus was born 
is not the beginning of his existence. So John is right by saying that this is one who was before me. John's existence began at the time of his birth, actually the time of his conception. John's existence began at his conception. But Jesus has always existed and he already was there right from the beginning. John 1, 1, he was there. And that's why John is right saying he was before me. He ranks higher than me. He is greater than I am. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. And that is one who was the word that was there with God and was God and came and was born in human form. We see at the baptism of Jesus, when Jesus so humbly, was so humble, so humble, he said to John, no, um, no, to Jesus, Jesus insisted that John would baptize him. But John was so humble, beg your pardon, John was so humble, he said, it is me that require baptism from you. In other words, John was recognizing Jesus, high rank, and he said, it's not me to baptize you, you baptize me. And Jesus said, no, baptize me so that we would fulfill the law. Baptize me so that we would fulfill the law. And we see in John, or rather Matthew, we see Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3 verse 16, Matthew 3, 16, when he had been baptized, that is Jesus, when he had been baptized, immediately coming out of the water, behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest upon him. The Spirit of God, the Spirit came from heaven, from God, descending upon Jesus. The Spirit never came to anyone all the time that John baptized people. And the Bible says, the scripture here is, that the Spirit descended upon Jesus. The Spirit did not just go landing everywhere, not even on John. The Spirit descended came down, the Spirit came and sat on Jesus. And there was a witness, John records, a voice was heard from heaven. When heaven was open, a voice was heard from God himself saying, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. At Jesus' baptism, there was the announcement. God announcing his love for his son. God introducing his son as his beloved, one whom he loved to everyone to hear, to know, and they heard. In Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around Jordan, God spoke about his son, 
when he came out of the water after baptism. The word that was there in the beginning, the word that was with God, the word that was God, the word through whom, not through which, through whom all things were made. And nothing was made that was not made by him. The word in whom there was life. Life was the light of men. The word, the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be his name. Blessed be his name. And because of time, we will um, close it there. As I would say, put a comma. Please don't forget to attend next class. We will have a lot more rich teaching, rich learning coming from this study of the book of John. And let me pray together with us. Lord, I thank you and bless you for the time of the Bible study you've given us. I pray, O oh God, that as we go away, this word will remain in us. We will hunger and thirst after learning more. Lord, help us on our own to read more of the scriptures that we have just quoted, referring to them. Lord, because of time we didn't read it all, but help us to spare time to read on our own. And even at the time of our Bible study, in the Bible study, small groups, help us to share, oh God, may the Holy Spirit help us that we will get all the truth that is in it by the help of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, brethren. Love the world. Study the world. Live by the word. Amen.